Welcome everybody to another episode of Black Me Up Podcast. I'm Day. And I'm Lily. And we're a weekly podcast series about life, culture, and adulting from the perspectives of two Black women living in Seattle. And this week, we have a special guest. We're super excited. She's the host of Stress, Depressed, and Anxious podcast. Ready to introduce yourself, girl, because you'll do a better job than me. (laughs) Uh, Well, I am so excited to be here. This is Local Neighborhood Baby, host of Stress, Depressed, and Anxious podcast. It's such an honor to be on the Black Me Up podcast today. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes, we're so happy that you've listened and that you've invited us to your podcast before. If you guys haven't listened, go ahead and tune into that episode. We had a great conversation about mental health in the Black community and some other things. Yes, that was super fun. Go and check that one out because we we had a great conversation for sure. (laughs) So for this week's episode, we have a scam-isode. I'm going to read a scam to you guys, kind of like our last scam episode. And honestly, mm-hmm. kind of like the Derek Jackson in the Harlem, the Benny Harlem. Yes, read. yeah. That. that one was kind of a mini scam one too. That one so was uh, interesting. <laughs> it was extremely interesting. So I'm excited. I did lots of research. This one drew my attention and you guys will see why soon so y'all's input is welcome at any point but to begin I have three words the first word is Craigslist Mm. the second word (laughs) is inner (laughs) two and the third word or number is four hundred thousand dollars so with those words somebody came up (laughs) (laughs) exactly the fuck up okay so let's begin I want to set the mood for this crime by kind of giving you guys the neighborhood. We're, we're local mm-hmm. to Lily and I, to Black Me Up Podcast. We are in the city of Monroe, Washington today. Monroe is a pretty decent size and has a population of about 20,000 people as of 2019. It is located around a bunch of rivers. There's the Skykomish River, the, Sni- the Snohomish River, and the Snoqualmie River. Woo, I told myself I would not fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> And they're located in the Cascadian foothills, about 30 minutes northeast of Seattle. So now why are we following this city? It's because we're going to focus our attention on Anthony Curcio. In high school, he was the star of Monroe High School football team, and he was on the road to making a name for himself. At that time, his family was well off and owned a landscaping company. But then he broke his ACL, and that was the end of his college football dreams. The injury introduced him to Vicodin, and he soon became addicted to painkillers. That took a dark turn. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, quickly, real quick. Uh, Extremely dark. Um, After an incident where he intentionally injured himself in an effort to get more pills, uh, with pressure from his family, he entered recovery. After 21 days in an inpatient program, he started his first business called Tony's Gaming, where he, be- where he bought and sold casino merchandise and poker gaming tables. After a few months of opening to the public, though, it was raided by Washington State Gambling Commissions, and everything was confiscated because Anthony didn't possess the quote-unquote right permits. Good old Uncle Sam. Okay, come through. Washington, <laughs> what the hell? This man is trying to do better, okay? so with that he's under financial pressure and that's when he begins to forge prescriptions with his computer and he eventually relapses he later found out that the raid was set up by a local businessman with financial interests and a local casino later on that's when anthony and some friends 
broke into the casino, removed some computers, files, and documents from the businesses that that businessman owned. I would have done the same thing, honestly. <laughs> really? On your TLC honestly, shit. you just started a whole war. Like I would have done the Facts. same thing. If I found out, <laughs> then honestly, like yo, I've been in the dark end. Don't make me go back, bro. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know if I would do that. That's like really risky. Right. I mean, but what does he have to lose? It's like, I guess his uh, freedom, but still. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) That is a good question. What does he have to lose? So after he graduated, he married his high school sweetheart and he had two daughters. And then after that incident, he later owned a real estate investment company based in Seattle, Washington. So in his mid-20s, Curcio, you know, he was living kind of a double life, you know, Mm -hmm. still doing crimes, but trying to have this perfect family picture. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he had already organized several high-dollar thefts, scams, and loan sharking schemes, and was also behind a sports memorabilia counterfeiting ring. So yeah, he's fully in the life. I mean, look, I think honestly, I feel like you know how that quote that quote that says you either are the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Oh, that's what happened to him, in my opinion. Because like, look, he start he he started off, you know, Mm -hmm. in a bad way. Then he tried to turn his life around, Mm -hmm. and they just had to come for him. They Mm. came continuously at his neck. Serious, but I mean, <laughs> isn't that kind of like part of life? Like you, you, you have the ups and downs, but you try I to mean, choose the positives. And, yeah, I mean ups and downs, but when it's targeted, it's different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, hurricane hits, destroys your business. That to me is like ups and downs. But like somebody, another businessman targeting your business just to you know take your profits from you, take food off your table. Mm-hmm. It's like then it makes you feel like okay. So now if I restart my business, you're just going to keep trying to find other ways, you and other people to destroy what I'm trying to do. And that to me, I could easily see where his mind clicked to where, you know what, no matter what I do, people Mm -hmm. are going to try to take from me. So I will take from them first. Like I could easily see where that line of thinking maybe took him. Right. No, I see. Especially with the painkillers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, those two. I forgot about those. (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell you guys real quick too? Um, I, and this is kind of, it's, it's messed up, but it's funny to me. Um, My dad, (laughs) my dad, when I was in high school, he was, you know, he, he's been a truck driver all his life Mm -hmm. and he was driving on black ice, had this huge accident. I think I was in 10th grade at the time, truck flipped over and like he, um, he like broke his leg and all this stuff happened. And Mm. anyway, um, he got a heart attack, lungs collapsed, whatever. And then. He survived, but of course they prescribed him painkillers. And that was like, I don't know, like 2007, 2008, I think 2007. And so he was on painkillers. And then from then until like 2016, he -hmm. was on painkillers. But I never noticed you guys that he was on painkillers for that long and that that was a problem. Like this guy was addicted to painkillers for years and years and years. And I was so oblivious to like all of that because Mm -hmm. I just never put the two and two together. Like my dad wasn't that kind of guy at all. Super traditional, Mm -hmm. like stricter guy. You know what I mean? Like just never, I never was synonymous in my mind, even though I knew about drugs, some somewhat about drug culture. 
Mm -hmm. I just could, I never did like detect the signs. <laughs> well, that is interesting because they, as they start using it and having it incorporated more in their daily lives, then it's like, yo, this is just the natural the norm. reality. The That's norm. exactly the norm. what it yeah. was. Like before mm -hmm. my dad would eat or do, do anything, he'd like pull out all of his pill bottles. We always thought he was so annoying. <laughs> like take his, his heart medication and like his whatever, like diabetic medication and his painkillers and stuff. And he would make stupid jokes. He'd be like, you know how much these painkillers can go for on the street? And I'm just Damn. like, shut up, dad. Like, you're so stupid. You know? <laughs> That's true, though. Your dad's starting the pill mafia. <laughs> I know, I know. But I, I just never noticed. And it, even years after 2016, like, I still didn't notice because, you know, um, my mom and dad were separated after that. And, like, it, my dad, he just was always so argumentative. And so, like, he would have, like, weird, weird periods where he would be cool. And then the other periods where he would just be, like, super... It was just very volatile to be around him. Right. And so anyways, my parents got separated. And after that, years after that, I was like, wait a minute. This guy was on painkillers for like, <laughs> for like how many Hold years? up. Wait a minute. I think he was <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah, that's a long time to be on painkillers. Yeah. And he used to like go to a specific doctor to be prescribed his painkillers. He'd be like, I'm out of my pain medication. It would be like, he'd be so annoyed about it. And he'd be like, I have to go to this doctor. I think the guy's name was like Dr. Frazier or something. Yeah, I'm calling you out, <laughs> motherfucker. Um <laughs> Damn, okay. Okay. <laughs> and like he would go there. And I just li literally none of us thought anything of it because we just I just was not thinking about that. Like, it's so crazy. Yeah, it's so that's crazy. Wild. Interesting. That's wild. So just like Curcio. Well, not just like, ex ex minus the you know, crime. No, I wish the crime was involved. I would have been living like, girl. I so much richer. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, I would have had Gucci on. Like, girl. Okay, come through. Okay, Christian, you're. <laughs> so despite like having completed for drug and alcohol treatments, ABC News stated that Curcio was spending nearly $15,000 a month on his increasing drug habits, which now included cocaine and, uh, I practiced this word, I promise, benzo, uh, benzodiazepines. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's, That's like, isn't that, um, and don't laugh at me guys if I'm wrong, isn't Ooh, that like, um, like, Benadryl and like downers and things like that are like I'm assuming some type of downers something yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so Curcio's <laughs> real estate investment business took a heavy downturn when the economy collapsed in 2008 that left him with several homes on the verge of foreclosure vehicles near repossession and other outstanding personal debts so with all of that on his plate, that's when Curcio hatched the idea to rob a Brinks armor truck. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, Brinks. <laughs> Come you know how many people have tried to rob Brinks trucks? I remember watching like high speed chases. Mm. You know, of course in Florida, people try to do that shit every couple of years, but like, um, <laughs> I remember nobody's ever gotten away with it. So I have, I have, an, I have a feeling that poor Anthony is going to, you know, end up shot or in jail by the end of this. Oh, predictions. <laughs> yes, come through. Lily, do you have a prediction? Mm, I don't... Mm. Obviously, he's not going to be successful. I don't think he's going to be successful. But I don't know. I don't know. It's um, still possible. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let's get a little bit more facts in. For three months, Curcio observed a Brinks armored truck as it made deliveries to the Bank of America branch in, a, in local Monroe, Washington. 
He took notes of the schedule, diagrammed locations of the bank's cameras, and noted the armor car's blind spots. And honestly, can I just jump in and say, how do you note an armored truck's blind spots without like getting out and like actually like looking? Yeah. I so mean, if you if you can kind of because an armored truck is the same size as any most box oh. trucks. It's just a box truck. Um, I was in logistics, you guys. So. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so that is true he could basically just take any car and just theorize any box truck measurement and then kind of see because those types of vehicles do have like pretty decent blind spots Mm, okay okay so he i promise i'm not a crime lord guys (laughs) no it would be godly if you would be though we're in the murder murder cut cut that crime right (laughs) okay he also estimated how much money was being transferred to the bank and how much was being removed from the atms he, he also considered the police protocol in responding to robberies and the location of the bank and decided on using local creeks to escape. For weeks, he went hand dredging in, creek, in the creek in Woods Creek. <laughs> and he even practiced using a jet ski for the getaway. But a jet ski, man, this is, like, wow. this is like Grand Theft Auto. GTA <laughs> 5, motherfucker, okay? But the jet ski failed <laughs> because the water was way too uh, shallow. So even he even tried to dig up the creek to make it work, but no. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh my God, that's, he's, he that's had extra. real cokehead energy. That's too much. <laughs> If we skip to late September, Anthony's chilling, you know, chilling like a villain. That's when he gets the smart idea, okay, smart, to go on smart. the list. <laughs> he creates <laughs> a job ad in landscaping with a false project under Restore Monroe. It was an idea to re- repair the road in Monroe. So he posts, quote, laborers with landscaping experience wanted for a job in Monroe, unquote. Those who answered got an email back telling them to meet at 11 a.m. on September 30th in Monroe at two different spots in Albertson's parking lot and Eagle Creek Park, both of which are located at the intersection of Old Owen Road and Highway 2, right by the Bank of America branch. The Mm -hmm. ad also came with work attire requirements. The workers were to wear safety glasses or equivalent eye protection, ventilator masks, a yellow safety vest, and a long-sleeved shirt. A follow-up email instructed them to wear a blue shirt if possible and wait for the project manager once they arrived. These workers were promised $28.50 per hour to work on this landscaping project. Now we're going to fast forward to September 30th of 2008. That's when one of the most unique bank robberies in Washington history happened. Around 11 a.m., sometime before, a group of about 15 to 20 people dressed in safety gear, ventilator masks, and blue long-sleeved shirts are lingering around the bank and surrounding areas. They wait patiently for their project manager, and they're just chilling. Then at about 11.15 and 11.20, these men realize that a project manager is not coming and that they've been scammed. 
Little did these men know that, 11, that at 11.04 a.m., Anthony raced up to the Brinks guard and sprayed him with pepper spray in the face. He then snatched the bag of money from the guard. Once he had the money, he turned around and raced 100 yards across Old Owen Road wow. and threw some underbrush to Woods Creek, shedding his accessories as he ran. Two men witnessed everything and tried to chase Anthony down, but once Anthony leapt into a creek and vanished, it was over. If you're wondering where the winter inner tube comes into place, then here it comes. There was a yellow inner tube stashed in the creek. He shed his clothes as he ran, and he used that inner tube to float to his great escape. He got into the tube, threw the bag of money into the tube and himself, <laughs> pulled himself up with strings that he had placed previously because we know Anthony was doing practice laps. <laughs> and he traveled about 200 yards upstream and exited the creek behind several businesses on the opposite side of the highway. Curcio removed his wig, workers clothing that, is, that was attached by Velcro and he had a completely different attire underneath. That's when he climbed into the trunk of a getaway vehicle driven by an associate and left. <laughs> okay. Damn. That was um, like straight out of like- Wait a minute, a did movie. I miss something? Hold on. What, <laughs> what was the purpose of the two workers, the two <clears throat> fake workers? The group of 15 to 20 people was dressed just like him in ventilator masks. Distraction. As distraction. Oh, that's perfect. Oh my <laughs> that's God. That's perfect as fuck. Exactly. That is perfect. I'm trying to work. <laughs> Anthony, where are you at? Where are you at, Anthony? <laughs> Probably on an island. Chilling. Facts. Seriously. I mean, that's how, that's how you commit a crime. Because I feel facts. like a lot of people try to do this stuff. And they just like watch a Brinks truck for like two, three days and then try to pull this off. No, you got to mm -hmm. do like Anthony. You have to scope everything out, create everything. fake yeah. Craigslist ads, a distraction, mm -hmm. like go GTA 5, dig up a creek. Like you can do all that. <laughs> just dig up a creek. <laughs> do practice runs like the practice For runs. real. <laughs> so I have a question go for you guys. Go full on though. heist. With 400,000 bucks, where would you go in the U.S.? to try to get rid of it or have make it another come up like so i stole it like yes you stole it and you just want to get out of the state and go to another state what state would you probably go to shoot why would i go to a state if i can afford an island <laughs> <laughs> um hmm. i mean okay so if i stole this cash i would have to make sure that I mean, I don't know how the whole brink system with money works. So I would want to mm -hmm. make sure that I clean this cash. Mm -hmm. I'd need to wash it first before. Oh, yes, yes. And then um, I would I would want to do that somewhere that's highly populated. Somewhere, I'd definitely go to a city. Mm. I'd probably go to like, I'd disappear to New York or like to a city in Jersey. That's where I'm familiar. There you um, go. You know, because there's so many criminals there anyway. You're not going to be taken <laughs> from me, okay? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like $400,000 in New York City with that, you know, it's not, it's not a, a big day in New York. So it's all right. Okay. There you go. So you're saying New York and Lily said, fuck it. I'm buying an island. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It's, it, uh, no, I'm, I wouldn't go to an island because in, in an island, I feel um, that somebody might try to come up off of me because uh, let's face it, <laughs> I don't know. have no money. They try to, I come True. in, I'm American. I come in with $400,000 cash money. Am I trying to get killed out there? No, no. Oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> 
So we know because it's after the fact that it was $400,000, but these people didn't know that it was $400,000 at the time. Um, But Anthony decided to take a trip to Las Vegas. Oh, God, Anthony. (laughs) Vegas. And then the FBI basically, you know, thought the same thing that we did. You know, where would this man go to wash his money? They came to the same conclusion, Las Vegas. So the FBI Uh, found him. (laughs) They they thought Las Vegas, too. They thought Las Vegas, too. Yep. So they, you know, they couldn't arrest him, but they did. Local authorities retrieved his DNA from a drink bottle disposed by Curcio at a gas station and compared it to DNA from the face mask and wig that was discarded at the short distance from the robbery. The DNA samples matched Curcio and he was then arrested in Lake Stevens, Washington, getting out of a luxury SUV with $17,000 in cash. (laughs) <laughs> wow see that's the wow. thing see that's where anthony messed up two mm-hmm. slip ups that he got caught up for yes one you don't get like every story that we hear of criminals getting caught is because they're able to find like if you murder someone find a murder weapon mm-hmm. or find something you shouldn't leave anything behind even if you even if you remove mm-hmm. what you're wearing you need to keep it don't leave it exactly. because mm-hmm. you don't want to leave anything where they can find out who you are second <laughs> on the off chance that they do find out who you are you don't want to follow a pattern anthony mm-hmm. we know you were selling gaming tables where would you go vegas oh, it's like come mm-hmm. on anthony what the heck I <laughs> good job girl go ahead go ahead but he Shoot. also probably thought he was cool like removing his shit in slow motion like if he was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i mean come on man this is not 1940 they're gonna find your dna exactly. you know and it's over for you And one thing that I didn't mention was um, a homeless man reported to the police several weeks before the robbery that he had seen a man drive up to a Bank of America parking lot and retrieve a disguise from behind a trash bin. That man found it suspicious enough to write it down, to write down the license plate number of the car and later provided it to police. Honestly, was registered. that's messed up. Like, yo, Facts. you know what? Homeless, <laughs> homeless man, you're homeless and you're still snitching. This is exactly what, I hope you're still homeless. What the fuck? <laughs> you're homeless and you spend the time to snitch. Mind your Are business. you kidding me? <laughs> yo. Exactly. So we know that that man had seen Anthony's practice runs unbelievable uh, and and you know what it would be the homeless man <laughs> me i would have been like yo look anthony i see what you're doing bro like when you get this when you get this money i need my cut yep <laughs> try, at least try to come up instead you're snitching really so pretty much a, a homeless man blackmailing <laughs> facts facts i mean at least that would have been better for in my eyes it's like okay you're homeless ding 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 come up right and do all the work you could at least get some money instead you spent the time to snitch <laughs> for nothing care about you for nothing for nothing because you're not getting anything right that's exactly why you're homeless man <laughs> <laughs> i'm mad at this homeless guy are you kidding me <laughs> down the plate you don't have where did you get the pencil <laughs> no that's what i was wondering too though this <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get with your detective skills and your homeless? Oh my god. So at the end of the day, don't trust homeless people. Facts, facts. No, no. Look, don't get me wrong. I remember like <laughs> in New York City, in New Jersey, in places where uh crime is rampant, 
especially or even in Boston, but I remember a specific experience in New York. My mom, when we lived in a walk-up, my mom used to, there would be bums. <laughs> this, is Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. this is Brooklyn. There'd be bums in the hallway, right? You know, it's cold in the winter. So they come in and they're being like the, the lobby or the hallway mm -hmm. when you're walking into your apartment building. And, you know, they can be a little rambunctious. These people are drinking or whatever. But if you buy them beers, like my mom did, <laughs> she would oh. sometimes buy them a six pack or whatever. If people were coming to rob you or do something nefarious or somebody was bothering you, they mm -hmm. would intervene um, and they would look out for you. Mm, so that's, really? yeah, yeah. So, so this is like a, you know, they, they know that they, they have all this time on their hands to watch people. <laughs> and like, right. if, you're, if you're nice to them, you know, they're nice to you. Nice I, yeah. This is in the city, but apparently in, in, in Washington, Shit. Fuck the homeless. Shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they all snitches. Snitches. Oh my god. I'm so dead. I'm so dead. Yeah, um, they don't care. Let's go ahead and put an end to this story so that there's at least some type of, you know, uh conclusion. In 2009 of July, Curcio was sentenced to six years in federal prison for the crime, but he was then released in 2013 moved to Woodenville in King County. And in 2014, he was reported to be living quietly as a stay-at-home father to his two children. In an interview with the Seattle Times that September, Curcio acknowledged his mistakes and said that his release, that since his release, he had spoken at schools in Washington and Oregon on the dangers of drug addiction, which he said had led him into the spiral that eventually, that eventually culminated the robbery. Bum bum bum. Andy has a book called Heist and High. And always come, always really? on the come up, Anthony. <laughs> okay, wow. always, always hustling. Always, always hustling. hustling. <laughs> but yeah, that's the end of the story. Anything? Any conclusions? <laughs> so I, I need mean, to be on drugs. So I like, <laughs> does that give me the motivation? Is that what's what I need? The kick? <laughs> I mean, because Lily, we're already in Washington. That's one of you know. <laughs> That's what right, but it wouldn't be smart to do it in the same state. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, it, one okay, so one smart thing to do would probably be to go to the state where Anthony currently lives and do the same thing because he would fit the bill. Be framing <laughs> Anthony, True. but you know, and you and you follow his pattern exactly, but don't make the same mistakes. Mm. And if mm -hmm. you would think it was him, but it was really you. Yes, 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 yes. I'm not advocating for crime. <laughs> I know, right? No, we're not about the scam life. We're not about that no. scam life. But damn, that was intense as hell. And when I first heard this story, my jaw was dropped. Then when I Wait. found out it was a Washington State man, I was like, <laughs> What year was this again? This was in 2008, September. Hey. Dang. Who? I mean, there's a, there's a certain appeal to a life of crime once you get to a certain state of mind, mm -hmm. I think. And I usually that state of mind is like desperation and giving up if you start mm -hmm. to like give up on life, like, you know, the straight and narrow is just not working out for you. I feel like there's always like this draw to a life of crime as an alternative because then you feel like you have nothing to lose. And mm -hmm. that's probably what happened to Anthony. I mean, drugs, drugs will do that to you. Mm -hmm. drugs will do that to you hardcore damn and I can't get over if people really do get addicted to like Vicodin and those painkillers oh, yeah. pain after oh, yeah. injuries and 
there should be, you know, better things to go on. You know, I'm not saying weed, but you know, sometimes, you know, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of cannabis. I ain't <laughs> ever came for weed, weed, but I know I'm not came for weed, but weed, weed, smoke, smoke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I feel like um, it says something about our society more than it does about yes. <laughs> about the actual drug. That what a lot of people are addicted to is painkillers. I mean. Yes. How much pain are people in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think a lot of the effect, it's not physical pain. A lot of the time, I think it's emotional pain yeah. from mm-hmm. whatever situation happened in the first place. You know, initially you go in, you get into an accident, but then there's financial ruin there and there's, you know, not feeling like the person you want to learn all these other things that come along with it. And then you seek that numbness and that's mm-hmm. what the painkillers do for you. They kind of numb everything. And so, yeah, I can see how people start to get addicted to them. I mean, they are addictive. Um, they mm-hmm. should be better controlled, but let's face it, the more controlled something is, the more of a commodity it. it becomes yeah. and the more mm-hmm. the street value is higher. So, so I mean, so, I mean, what are you going to do? Gonna... Any times where you guys have gotten scammed that you could think of, local neighborhood baby, we'll start with you. Um, okay, so I haven't actually been scammed, but I have been a scammer. Scammers <laughs> never die. Oh, yes. Okay. 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 This is, I'm going to condense this because it, it was a little bit of a long story, but I'm going to condense it okay. as much as possible. And make sure and, it's a retired scam, as Lacey Mosley said. Yes. You know, <laughs> not your bag, girl. <laughs> um, yeah, so me and my best friend at the time, we... We just were two people that honestly, uh, we should not have been rolling together. <laughs> I oh. think we just brought out the worst in each other. But yes, uh, I was living in Atlanta at the time and my friend was living um, over in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, we made plans to end up moving in together. So she, first of all, she was like a known scammer. She's such a scammer. <laughs> And the way she scams is, well, initially she was more of like a sugar baby. Oh, yes. Oh. Um, like an actual sugar baby. <laughs> this is like her, her thing. Okay. Um, but then uh, she ended up, one of, her, one of her sugar daddies ended up marrying her, which was a bad move on his part. <gasps> oh, no. Um, yeah. I've he never up, heard stories like that. Like where they actually I. do get married. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that does happen. Um, so, so yeah, she was on like the sugar baby app. She um, met this guy. They were, you know, had their arrangement. Uh, the app that she was making arrangements. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I, you could beep that out because I don't want to spot. I don't want to like do I'll a free plug for them. Yeah. but yeah she was on this app and um she met this guy and he was her sugar daddy or whatever so they were in they were having their arrangement for a couple of of months and so he totally fell for her whatever and um yeah they got engaged and they got married and so she was living in california for a while but then things did not work out and so um obviously like he he had her sign a prenup and stuff Mm. and so she pretty much left and all she had was a car that he had brought for her so she ended up moving back with her parents and that situation sucked for her and then this guy she met another guy who she had known for some time for years um Mm -hmm. he always liked her uh he was he was probably 20 years older than her he always liked her and always tried to get with her but she was never interested 
And then he just was talking to her and basically offered her so many things that, of course, he would know that she wanted, you know, kind of pander to like her uh, material <laughs> wants. Like spoiling her? No, he just told her like, okay, I'll take care of you. If you would, you know, mm. if you were mine, I would totally take care of you. And like, I'd get mm. buy you this and that, oh, make sure you were living comfortably. Yeah. So like he told, and he was doing that at a time where of course she had moved back in with her parents. So she, oh. that really sounded great to her. So mm. she moved in with him and he, he kept true to mm. his word. I mean, he didn't have as much money as he said that he had, but he was doing pretty well for himself. So mm -hmm. he kept true to his word. He bought her a new car and moved her in with him and provided with her, provided for her. And she really didn't have to work or anything. But my friend, she's, <laughs> I mean, she wasn't attracted to the guy. He's like 20 years older than her. Um, and he, he just wasn't her type ultimately. Mm -hmm. So she just wasn't happy in their relationship anyway. Uh, she never was going to be. Oh. Um, so she wanted <laughs> to break up with him. She wanted to, he didn't have her sign a prenup and oh. she wanted, you know, and they had gotten married. So she wanted to, you know, do that whole kind of scam, divorce him and take everything um. as, as she could and move on with her life. And me and her at the time, we had all these like business ideas that we wanted to do. And she's like, okay, great. You need to move up here. And we will both, I mean, we have an, we have an extra room move up here. Like you and I will just do our thing. We'll work, whatever. And, um, and then I'll I'm gonna save up money and then I'm going to divorce him and we will mm. like take, we'll have all this extra cash oh, and we'll put it towards the business too and we'll be good to go. And on the side, I can also still do my sugar baby thing. You know, I, I'll meet up with a couple guys in DC here and there. And like, wow. you know, like this whole like fucking thing. And for me, I was just bored. Honestly, I was, <laughs> I, was like, I was living in Atlanta. I was doing just fine. Okay. <laughs> Um, but I was like bored. I was like, you know what? This sounds like an adventure. This is, this yeah. is, this, this is the stuff that only used to get me in trouble. So I was like, hell yeah, girl, let's do it. So she comes, she picks, I move out of my place. She picks me up. I go over there I move in with her. And she just, it was so obvious though. Like her scam was like, eh, cause it was really obvious that she didn't want to be in a relationship anymore. Mm. And he was mm. just getting, you know, more and more desperate by the day. So it was like kind of obvious what her plans were in a way, mm -hmm. um, but whatever. And so, <laughs> and so she, uh, we, we did, we did start to kind of work and stuff like that. And he kind of got suspicious and, and, when we started working too, because mm. he felt that, you know, of course, when she has a little bit more independence, it's possible that she's going to leave him. Right. So yeah. That kind of started some arguments between them. And um, suffice it to say one morning, like she, she had, she had been drinking the night before I kind of noticed too. I was like, she, she drinks a little more than she should, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, so she had been drinking the night before and, um, I went, I went to sleep and apparently she was like throwing bottles over the balcony, like after she, like glass uh -huh. bottles and he was trying to stop her and she was, she was drunk. So she was like getting mad at him or whatever. So they were arguing, but my ass, I just went to sleep. And the next, <laughs> morning, the next morning we woke when apparently she was going to go on a hike or something. Um, 
and she had an alarm going, but she wasn't waking up to the alarm. So he tried to wake her up. Mm-hmm. And when he when he woke her up, she was so pissed that she was just like, you're always like bothering me. And like, she started screaming at him. And mm-hmm. so he was getting mad at her too. And she picks up a laundry basket and starts hitting him over the oh. head with this laundry basket. Oh. Okay. I'm just in my room. I'm, I'm like hearing the sounds of this go on, but I'm just like, mm, whatever, you know? <laughs> And she's hitting him over the head of this laundry basket, I guess, to the point of him, like, bleeding from his head a little bit. <gasps> no, you're okay? lying. Yes, yes. And then like, the point at which I kind of get involved is that um, I hear the door slam or whatever, like, the front door. And I, like, look down because I have a view of, like, the parking lot of the place. And I see her, like, going to get in her car. So I call her, like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, mm-hmm. I'm leaving. He called the cops. I'm leaving. Oh. And I was like. <gasps> what you're not leaving me here bitch yeah like, <laughs> so she's fuck, like, you know I'm in here <laughs> exactly so she's like you better hurry up and come downstairs so I get dressed okay and like, I, I, like he's standing in the hallway by the way like just bleeding standing there oh. and I just get dressed put on my leggings whatever and I'm just like get out the door <laughs> and I go downstairs and I'm like what the fuck are you doing she's like I'm leaving I'm not dealing with this shit right now and she has his wallet Mm. with all of his credit cards and everything so <laughs> I'm like I I was pre-lost I was like you know what this is not gonna look good for you my friend like yeah you can't just do that and flee the scene because her plan is like oh, if he says anything I'll just say that he hit me and I was like okay no. but you just flee the scene and they're gonna take his word for it like and it's man's not has a work. lump on his head fucking yeah right yeah so I was like that's stupid but we're already in the car so whatever so we go she goes to uh the ATM (laughs) she takes out all of his money (laughs) his savings and this is like tens of thousands of dollars she takes out all of his money (laughs) and she's just like you know what whatever I'm not dealing with this we go down to like Ocean City Maryland um which for people who don't know is like a resort town we go shopping yes (laughs) what we go go shopping we chill out we get a hotel room we have the time of our lives um and then finally um she was just like uh I don't know like I have to we I have to go back I'm gonna get my stuff this she was telling me the plan she's like I'm gonna go back I'm gonna get my stuff I'm gonna get a sugar daddy to pay for our hotel stay while we look at um new places for us to get and we'll get like a an apartment in DC and then I'll take some of his money and I'll get like a divorce you know I'll like get a divorce lawyer and get a divorce and I was like so you're gonna go back to your apartment she's like yeah because I have to get some of my stuff I'm like okay fine Uh, of course I knew it was a bad idea (laughs) so we go back to the place he's not there oh okay we go back to the place she's getting her stuff she's like okay I'm gonna take a shower I'm like okay um (laughs) (laughs) getting real comfy so so I go ahead and I take a shower too it's been a long day so I take a shower as I'm in the shower I end up hearing a noise I turn (laughs) off the shower cops came (laughs) (gasps) the cops come to harass her um you know because he pressed charges against her so they keep they come to harass her whatever and I am like I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) So they go and arrest her. And of course, like as a friend, I end up um, taking some of his money. (laughs) I I have to leave before he comes home. Um, Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, I take uh, some of his money to bail her out. Um, uh. <laughs> and then we had to go. It was a whole thing, but I'll, I'll end it off by saying I had to bail her out. There was a whole court date. I had to be Dang. her witness. <laughs> I, I was little Kim in the situation. I, I got on that stand. You guys, and if any if any judges or lawyers are listening, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> but but I uh yeah, I had to get on the stand and I helped her to get out of that situation because of course I was the only witness. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> and it was just crazy. And by the Dude. end of it, I mean, yeah, she took she she took all of his money, she got all of his larceny. savings. Did she, did she get grand larceny? No. Okay. <laughs> because oh. they were married. There was oh. nothing he could do about it. And I'm still like, I mean, her and I, it was a long story, but her and I ended up having a falling out or whatever. It didn't oh. matter. But I'm still like, oh my God, I, I would never want to be famous because I feel like this guy will come out like a shark, like mm-hmm. a fucking sniper and fucking oh. try to because he was pissed because she honestly, she she wouldn't have won that case without my help. I think exactly. that's what set it over the edge because they're both kind of accusing each other, but he was the one with like, you know, like you guys said, like the bruises and stuff like that. But like me and he, and he also was a, a, a prison warden, a jail, oh, like, a jail warden. Uh. So, <laughs> so there were guns in this house. Okay. Oh shit. So I was on there and I was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, you know, he was like, I, I, I put everything. I said everything that was true that and that's by the way if anybody is a scammer and listening that's that's how you scam is to mm. is to say the truth just with a small lie inserted but it mm. has to be mostly true because that's when it's believable and i mm-hmm. never said i saw anything mm. i just said that i heard and i was like oh yeah i heard because she said she was choked mm-hmm. by him and i said i heard her saying stop stop you know i heard sounds of the thuds and like i heard you know her begging him to stop and he's a pretty big guy so i guess she and because they were saying like well why did you guys flee the sleep the scene mm. and i was like well um you know like it was very scary we knew that he was trained and, and he had guns and like mm. it was a very scary situation and she was very scared and you know whatever well, why did you get money like well we didn't want to go back to the place it was, we were afraid like i literally like set the whole shit up Dang. and he was like getting red in the face like he was pissed and that made it look worse because of course he we're in the courtroom and like you look like you're about to fucking leap over and like kill Mm. someone right so it was just bad but yeah that's my scam story (laughs) you scammed the whole courses i mean you know like i don't know (laughs) i would have been like so scared in the hotel i would have right came in the hotel like that's the thought (laughs) yeah i mean well well the hotel i we was it was pretty far you know from where we were and and there was really no way for me to figure out which hotel it was because she didn't pay for it with her card i paid for it with my card and she just gave me the money because remember we had all this cash cash. Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. there was really no trace not that we were planning it that way it was just like there was no way like shit yeah so like yeah, it was it was it was crazy, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I can never be famous because I feel like this guy's gonna come out. Like, I mean, she mm-hmm. took everything, like everything that he had worked for. You know what I mean? So, um, that is that's pretty crazy, and yeah, it's a scammer story. It wasn't really me, but it, you know, I I participated in this association. No, that's a wild ass story, and one of the caliber that I never would have expected that we would have. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. 
Yeah, it's pretty wild. No, that's awesome. And honestly, I've only been scammed. Well, yeah, that one time that we shared in the last scam episode when I was younger and at the mall, that was the only time that I could honestly think of. Because I probably have been scammed. I'm just like, eh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, it's not big enough. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, For me, it was just like, it was like a period of time where I was looking for a job. Mm. And I was using, uh, I feel like I've told the story in one of our episodes. But um, what is that, like, that nanny website where like oh, if you're a nanny care, is it care.com or like I believe something, something like that yeah yep. something like care.com but I was using that and <laughs> this lady was like oh yeah I have a handicapped son and but we live in a different state and we want to move to Washington so like I need a nanny that's going to take care of him but also prepare like the wheelchair and stuff so I need you to purchase it for me like it was stuff like that and I'll send you the check blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was just like okay okay I was just happy to get a job Fair. I was like okay a consistent job this is gonna be nice I mean never done it before but we'll see and it ended up not a friend of mine was like yeah this is a scam I was like what <laughs> but it's from care.com like <laughs> all right like I trusted the website I trusted the company but yeah my friend was just like no they're giving you all this in, uh information and requesting this money but it's a scam like, I was just like yeah pretty much anytime <laughs> some almost anytime someone is requesting money like that on the internet scam. yeah exactly now I know I'm like okay but I didn't expect it for like a company that is for nannies like exactly. do you get what I'm saying right yeah like, that's the scam right <laughs> when people are yeah looking for a job I mean there was a, a time also where I was looking for a job and I got the piece of paper in the mail about a customer service position it was like no experience um just need a high school diploma and like it was perfect it was perfect pay and everything and it was just like down in Everett somewhere and as I was going there, because at the time I didn't have a car, I was taking the bus. And as I was going there, my one of my roommates was like calling and calling me. And I answered and she's like, don't go, don't go. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? She's like, don't go to that job thing. And I was like. Yeah, that sounds like sex trafficking. It, Girl, yeah. Yes. It, apparently it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently. I got the same damn letter as Lily. <laughs> yeah. Months later, you got the same letter. And I was yeah. just like. Cool what I, yeah yeah good that's thing your friend low. saved you that is definitely sex trafficking that's terrifying. I didn't know that they would go to that level yeah like it's that bad yeah they <laughs> they definitely do that <laughs> I feel like I I recognize the scammers <laughs> because I just knew I just had a lot of people in my life growing up um mm. even within my own family that had different mm. like okay so my god brother he used to do like this fraudulent check scam damn this <laughs> like this bank yeah um this bank scam where you're like a deposit like just fake depositing money and like I don't even know how that whole thing works but I know the signs of this these things <laughs> yeah um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of scammers that I I kind of grew up with and around and I saw mm -hmm. them scamming <laughs> right, and you're people. like up on game yeah, so I just got. Uh, fortunately for me, I mean, I've I've almost got scammed. 
Oh. And it was bad really? because, yeah, I was looking for a place to, uh, I was looking for a new place and I wanted temporarily oh. to get a room for rent at one time. And I was searching through Craigslist. So I went and I did what you're not supposed to do because obviously my, my plan was, okay, if I'm looking for these places on Craigslist, I'm looking for a room to rent for a couple of months. Like I'm going to go with my friend because you don't want to meet up with people that you don't know. Right. Yeah. But then I just kind of got impatient. <laughs> I no. didn't want to wait for my friend because um, my friend was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be like two more hours at this place. And I was just like, oh, I'm just going to fucking go, whatever. So I just went by myself. And of course, you know, <laughs> like lo and behold, I went to this place and it was really just this guy looking. He was basically looking for like um, like a live in sex buddy, really. Oh, no. But he like presented it like I and I could have I it could have went left because like I went in there he um he almost like presented it like it was a room for rent but then like you notice like that there's only like one room and he said that Uh he lives there you know what I mean and he was like yeah and I like realized like I'm in this room with him like I was sitting on a chair in the room in the master like or but only one bedroom (laughs) he was like like, sitting across from me um and far away from the door and like as this like stuff adds up for me I'm just like oh shit oh my god you know, and I was like, and so, you know, I, I had to, you know, you got to play, a, you got to play a scammer. So mm-hmm. I was like, um, yeah, this, this looks really good. Um, can I see the bathroom again? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, of course. So as we're walking to the, like, we walk out of the bedroom because I had to make sure that we were out of there. Okay, so right. Like, you know, we walked out of the bedroom and as he's going down the hall to the bathroom, I was just like, I start walking towards the front door and I was like, uh, actually, I don't think that this is gonna be right for me. And I'm yeah. like opening Book the it. door as I'm saying this, and I'm like, all right, bye. <laughs> and I got the fuck out of there. Um, thankfully, it could have it honestly could and yeah. he was like creepy. Yeah, like, it could have went oh. so left, but I just got lucky. Um, but yeah, I could have been like, yeah, that could have turned into a murder or some shit. Who knows? Ooh, like, no, that's that. crazy. Oh, that's crazy. People are so weird. People are so, especially on Craigslist, honestly, yeah. Craigslist is like the place to go if, if you want to meet weird people. <laughs> <laughs> I've had only success stories on Craigslist, which is wild. <laughs> I bought my first car oh, there's on good stuff on there. And I found my first mm-hmm. apartment on Craigslist. But yeah, no, because I always see the scams too. And I'm like, I know you's a scam the fuck. <laughs> yeah follow the thing is follow your instincts people yep. like when it yeah. comes to scams like if something seems too good to be true it is too good to be true and like just you know take all the safety precautions don't like throw caution out the window because that's the thing like as soon as you do some fucked up shit happens yeah, exactly mm-hmm. and growing up I always thought Craigslist was weird especially because of that sister sister episode when one of them got like uh the modeling gig and then it ended oh, up oh yeah like, that's that's mom. always like a fucking porn or like <laughs> yes. sex trafficking yes. thing <laughs> yes and then she was doing you guys Sex trafficking is so bad. I mean, it's I even see the scams on the phone, like where they try to track your location because they try to get you what? click to click what? that. So you guys don't oh. know about that. They'll send you like a text and um, they'll try to like get you to click a link. And when you click that link, it starts like a, a tracking on your phone yes. oh, so that they know like where they can come to 
you know to pick to pick the to pick up the goods yeah not, not, me. not my goodies <laughs> not my goodies <laughs> and then like it, it, they do also this thing like if they're scoping you out or like scoping out your house or something like that and they're gonna plan to to kidnap you or do something like sometimes they'll mark a area of your property they'll oh usually God. put like the sf you know, oh. like single female or something like that to kind oh, of. Oh yes, I've yeah. seen that stuff. Oh yeah. my, that's terrifying. It is. Oh yeah, gosh. it's bad. Oh my. Oh. I've I've heard about the note too on your car, like distracting mm. you, and then like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and ladies, if you're listening, dude, like, do not sit in your car. Like, if you're Mm-mm. if you're going if you're leaving somewhere, because women do. I don't know why, but it's true. Like women will leave somewhere and you're in the parking lot, you got into your car and you'll just like pause doing whatever before you start your car. You'll just like be looking in your purse or doing this. Do not do that because that's literally a lot of times how women end up in terrible situations because they're sitting in their car. Do if you can avoid it, don't sit in your car in any like parking lot or like whatever. Don't do that. Just start your fucking car and go. I'm a, I'm I, a car I know. I'm a I know a lot of women do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't oh do it. Don't do it. That's so wild. No, is it like? Is it because they're like could be watching and tracking you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could be watching you, and I mean, a lot. Of, and that happens a lot. I mean, you it, when you're sitting in a parking lot and you're just sitting in your car, if mm-hmm. they are watching you, if they want to come up to you, like it's very easy to do because you're just like you know, just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And um, that ha- has happened. A lot of crimes have been committed. That's ha- That's what happened. Like they get into their car, they sit there because a lot of us women, we do that. We'll just mm-hmm. sit there for a minute doing whatever. And that's when they just, you know, pull up in your door, like come in and like, you know, do horrible things. So yeah, try not to just literally start your car and go. That's wild. Growing up, mm-hmm. my grandma, um, has a, had always told a story of her going to like a QFC or an Albertsons or something, going grocery shopping. And there was a man selling perfume out front. And then she, you know, went inside, did her grocery shopping and stuff. And um, as she came out, the man was like, hey, smell this, smell this, smell this. And he sprayed like a little cloth with the perfume and was like, smell this. And my grandma was like, no, I'm not smelling that. And then he was like, no, come on, smell this. It's a, scent. it's a scent you'll probably like, blah, blah, blah. Then a manager ran out of the store and said, hey, ma'am, don't do that. This man has been watching you this entire time. Don't smell <clears> that. He's like, it's probably something bad, something, something. And like, now I forget the story. Like, as I'm telling it, shit, I'll probably- Yeah, it's probably chloroform or something. <laughs> right? no, but yeah, that's what she said. It was probably some fucking chloroform. And he would have like, just instantly got her. Struck. Yeah, yeah. Don't engage. Don't engage with. And I just learned that growing up in the city, like because you don't have time to. But like, don't engage Mm -hmm. with with people who are like trying to stop you to hand you a flyer or things like that. And I I feel bad because sometimes, like a lot of these people are just good, decent people trying to hustle. But Mm -hmm. there's a lot of. This is a good opportunity to rob you. Like if somebody's Mm -hmm. trying to pass out a flyer or to you know do what he was doing, perfume, whatever. And then trying to stop you, don't even stop to say no. If you're not interested, just, just keep walking. Just mm-hmm. keep walking. That's what keep I always walking. do. Don't stop. And and that manager, kudos to them. Like honestly, that's another thing too. I hear a lot of stories or see a lot of stories about women watching out for each other, mm-hmm. even men watching out for other women. Like, yeah, if you're out somewhere and you notice some creepy guys, they might not be doing that to you, mm-hmm. but they're doing that to somebody else. Like 
try to help them out, you know, walk with them. You know what I mean? Like do something, you know, to help someone out because you don't want that happening to you. And it's, it's definitely helpful when somebody can intervene and step in. I've even seen those like stories where people act like they know other people just to get somebody yes. else to stop harassing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a good, good yeah, that's a good way to <laughs> get it. Say, I feel like I've done that a couple of times. I don't have any clear memories, but I've been like drunk as fuck in like girls' bathrooms and like helped girls out and like, mm-hmm. you know, made sure they've had their phones and shit, like not knowing them. And then there was one time I was outside of a Bank of America at the ATM and then a girl pulled up with her boyfriend. He was driving and she just looked sad as fuck. And he like yelled at her as he was getting out of the car and he walked up to the ATM. And as I was walking away from the ATM, I made a point to go to her side of the car because my car was parked on the other side. And I just looked at her and I gave her kind of a thumbs up and kind of looked like, are you okay? And she looked at me and wiped away a tear. And she, she was just like, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay. Like she lipped it. And I was just like, I got in the car with my boyfriend and I said, just sit, just sit here for a minute. Just make sure they get in the car and just drive off and there's no bullshit. And we just sat there and then they drove off. Oh, that's so nice of you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, no, it's wild out here. Oh, it's it wild is. out here. Yeah, I don't know. It, it that's that's terrible. A lot of just, you know, cuz that's been brought up like a lot of women go through these situations unfortunately, especially when you're by yourself and mm-hmm. get harassed by people. Like it really sucks. That whole thing really does suck and yeah, it's nice that, you know, if you can watch out for somebody or if you can help them out in those situations, it's so it's such a kind thing to do cuz it definitely sucks as a woman to try to like just walk around or go grocery shopping or do something mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the simple just, things that just unlocked a fucking memory oh my god a couple like two years ago like maybe a couple months before covid i was getting on the bus because i used to ride the bus so much and i was at one of the transit stations the bus was maybe 20 minutes late i was just heading home you know a couple stops till i got home and there was just a line of people and just my eyes just kept fixating on this one girl I don't know why but then the bus finally came everybody was exhausted as just right as the we were seated and the bus was about to pull off this crackhead looking black man comes on the bus and he just will not pay and then he just you know sometimes the bus drivers are like fuck it just get on the bus and then he gets on the bus and um starts a fight like with one of the girls he's like hey why aren't you talking to me why aren't you looking at me blah 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 and I'm sitting at the seat one of the handicap seats that kind of faces her and I'm just watching him do this and I'm watching her look uncomfortable as fuck and then she's he's just like hey bitch and once he called her a bitch that's kind of when I got triggered (laughs) and I was (laughs) like don't call her a bitch and then um he was like, well, why are you sticking up for this white girl? What the fuck are you on their side? Then I'm like, I'm not on anybody's fucking side, but you've already been asked to get off of the fucking bus. So why aren't you doing that? Either listen to the bus driver or sit down. We have places to be. And then <laughs> that man got to the back of the bus and then, well, first off, people started clapping. He got back to the <laughs> back of the bus and then started swinging on the pole and kicked this man in the fucking face. <gasps> and then oh, my God. broke out on the bus. 
And then that man was, you know, talking to him like, sit the fuck down, sit the fuck down, blah, 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 blah. And then that's when he got kicked in the face. And at one point, I don't know when I had my camera out and I was just recording this dude because he had, was on some serious crackhead energy. Mm-hmm. Mo- and what forward, the fuck, bus driver? Like, why did you let him on the bus and endanger all these people? The that is not cool. Exactly. And then fast forward cops come I'm like fuck it I'm already like getting home this I'm off of work I'll stay I'll talk I'll chill with the girl the girl is like thank you so much like thank you and then uh we talked to the cops and as we're getting off also one of the white ladies that was on the bus was like why'd you start that fight then I was like what I I honestly I would have just looked at her and I'd be like you know what that's why I'm not on your motherfucking side (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly girl that's a good one but I was like I don't feel like I started anything but hey I told that nigga to get off the bus and the bus driver had said told him to get off the bus prior to but but yeah um the cops were happy about everything they're happy that video was caught there was a couple people with videos who stayed too and uh they ended up kicking the man from that transit station for like a year or so and Damn. Damn. Not enough. Damn. Here's not enough you know what <laughs> that I didn't is know not you- cool getting banned from the transit station yeah I've yeah never heard of that well you know what if you're gonna be a crackhead you better be a friendly crackhead a okay friendly don't crackhead. don't get on these you know buses and trains and start <laughs> acting up acting no up, no up, no, up. no y'all should have seen his feet he was completely vertical when he started kicking that man Whew. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> wanging <laughs> i can imagine that on a bus oh my god yeah it's it, when you when you take public transportation there is always a story <laughs> of yeah. what you're gonna see because it's just a hot mess too many <laughs> man but honestly <laughs> honestly any final thoughts there's six more minutes left on this zoom i didn't expect <laughs> i know <laughs> I, I love talking sorry for my guys. long ass story <laughs> no we're awesome everything was awesome i enjoyed this episode so much any quick final thoughts quickly for me fuck periods um (laughs) that's that's my fucking i had the worst period that i've had in forever but that's a different story so fuck i hate i hate when the oh those are the worst (laughs) i i do i i will you know third that motion (laughs) like i do i i do but i'll also say while i hate really painful um periods I also, I kind of, you know how like men always try to say, okay, yeah, what are you on your period? You know, you know, I have something to say about that. I feel that that they, that your period, honestly, the way that it elevates your emotions, I love it. It just gives Mm -hmm. me power. There's something about it. You know what I mean? Somebody fucking pisses me off. I know that if I'm on my period, like I will now go to 20 with you. Okay. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like I will fucking destroy you. It's like, finish him. Yes. (laughs) I feel like that shit makes me powerful. Honestly, a woman on her period, I feel like if you got into a fight or if you got into, you know, any kind of physical education, I feel like you might kind of be a little stronger. You know how people act when they're like Mm. on PCP or Mm -hmm. some shit? I feel like it does something (laughs) to you where you just are so much more stronger than normal. I love it. Yeah. No, the pussy has power. (laughs) Shout out to the Yoni. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Final thoughts? Um... Homeless people in Washington are snitches. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't trust them. 
That's all. <laughs> it's true. Don't shut. Don't trust the homeless in Washington. Yeah. Don't. don't if you if you are going to commit a scam or a crime, leave no traces behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no traces at all. I know exactly. that there is karma from scamming. Okay. You have to live <laughs> with the fact that you scammed people and that's never a good thing. Like me, just take a lesson from me. I yes. participated in a scam and now I'm afraid to ever be famous because I feel like that guy's going to come out <laughs> like fucking sniper shoot me because he's so pissed about, you know, the p- role that I played. So scam, scamming is not good, but if you're no. going to scam, Make sure you come up from it. <laughs> it fucking facts. And with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Black Me Up Podcast. Don't forget to follow us everywhere at Black Me Up Podcasts and also follow Local Neighborhood Baby um, and listen to her podcast. Go ahead and Stress plug in your plugs. Depressed and Anxious, available anywhere you listen. Episodes every Monday. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>